Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Danny. And this is Welcome to Undergrad. We're two college seniors. That's us. Tell you all the tips and tricks veteran students picked up throughout their college careers. So if you're stressed out about college. Or don't even know where to begin, relax. Buckle in. And welcome welcome to to undergrad. undergrad. Welcome to this edition of Welcome to Undergrad. My name's Zach. I am not alone in the studio, though. We do have our special guest here to talk about the marketing major with us. We give a big hello to uh, Reagan Whitlow. How are you doing today, Reagan? Hi, hi. I'm doing good. Reagan, uh, you're marketing major. You're actually a double major. You're both marketing and management, but we're here to talk about marketing today. Yeah, I am a dual major in management and marketing here at UTA. I am a junior. I do plan on graduating fall 2022. I work in uh, with UTA eSports here. I also work on campus and the academic field. I'm a study hall monitor down there and I like to say I'm pretty involved here at UTA. Uh, pretty involved. That's about right. And from my <laughs> understanding, you run a lot of social media as part of your marketing. Uh, like you said, you're uh, very involved with the esports community as well. How would you like rate, I guess, your experience at UTA so far? It's definitely been a positive experience. Um, graduating high school, I really had no plan about what I wanted to do outside of high school. Uh, I just wanted a college degree. That's all I knew. So coming here to UTA, it gave me the time ability there's tons of clubs and organizations and you know different majors minors so uta has really given me the ability to test the waters a little bit and see where i belong and turns out that is in marketing so very lucky to figure that out uh soon before i started paying multiple semesters of tuition but yeah so when i met you we uh, we met through the esports organization we we shout cast together to, mm-hmm. for the overwatch varsity league but how did you get your foot into the door for the esports side of things? So it was actually a funny story. I knew I always wanted to get into esports, but I was not playing at a professional level to be a player. So I actually tried out to be a coach for the Overwatch team here. I showed up on my first day and they very quickly figured out I do not have coach energy. Coach so, energy, is that what they called it? <laughs> coach energy. Yeah, I'm always, I was cheering too many people on. I was like, yeah, you did a great job, buddy. And like, didn't. Tell them you didn't yell enough. No, I didn't yell enough. I'm not really good at that. No water for you. What do you think this is? (laughs) More of a water boy rather than a coach. So instead of, you know, shutting me out, uh, they actually gave me the position to be an analyst for the Overwatch team. So I would sit on practices, take notes, depending on how the meta changes. I would take notes on that, interview players after the facts, stuff like that. And then I kind of got bored with that. (laughs) Yeah, I talked to our varsity director, Drew, who's an angel. And he was like, you know, uh, you want to run social media? And I was like, sure, I've never done that before. Let's put that under my belt. And that's how I started. Oh, one thing leads to another, as it often does in college. I bet you you'd find so many stories across campus of somebody showing up someplace that they didn't really have a, a reason to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, they're there in the middle of the thick of things yeah, running the right show. Right place, right time. Yes, it seems to be the key to success here at college. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll start off just, you know, with some some lofty and vague career goals you have that made you want uh, to major in marketing in the first place. So I don't know if you have anything concrete to give us or just maybe like an area that you'd like to find yourself in. Definitely. I do have I'd, I'd love to see myself working in like social media aspects because there's a million different types of marketing you can do. That's what I love so much about the major, but specifically social media, running Twitters, running Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that company or a brand. Specifically, one I can think of is like Wendy's Twitter. They are kind <laughs> of iconic. 
I would love to be able to do something like that. And if I could, that would be amazing. Be able to be sassy on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Getting yelled at for it. Oh, yeah. The clapbacks would be amazing. You see, that's the complete opposite of me. I can't stand social media. But <gasps> this goes to show that uh, some people are cut out for, from that cloth. <laughs> we, we call them aliens, but uh, <laughs> we got one in the station right now. So No, 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 no. I love social media. I, I love specifically marketing and social media because I feel like it gives the brand a voice, one that would not be found in like normal advertisements seen on TV or, you know, just within the the store itself, uh, a voice of kind of a face and attitude, if that makes sense, which sounds totally insane, but it's been seen and it worked. So if the, that was like kind of specific to you. And do mm-hmm. you think that's like really where the future is going to be? Is this social media marketing for marketing majors? Or do you think that there will still be, I guess, more traditional marketing jobs out there? Uh, there's definitely going to be more traditional and social media marketing right now. Since social media marketing is rather new with the introduction of social media, they're kind of blended together. I feel like in the future, though, it's going to become more defined and possibly more majors will develop where it's specifically social media marketing versus, you know, brand marketing. What, I guess, does that traditional marketing job look like then? Well, no, I definitely I've, I've worked a couple of positions and internships where I've worked in traditional marketing, uh, specifically being a brand ambassador for a company during an outgoing event. So say that a company is in a convention that's here local in DFW. If your company wants to set up and have a table there, you know, to hand out advertisements, flyers, get your name out there, you would have to hire people to work that table that know your company, know everything about you, know your brand, know what you're looking for. Be able to answer questions. Be able to answer questions. Yeah, of course. Just somebody in person that's there to be available. That would be, you know, just a quick and easy traditional marketing job. Those those aren't career jobs necessarily. Uh, That's to get your foot in the door. Just to get your foot in the door. Yeah. That's where I suggest you would go if like you're trying to figure out if you want to go in traditional marketing, because then you're going to have to do the the one liners, make sure that you're putting sponsorships across, making sure, you know, statistics are being met. It's very meticulous, but it's for a reason. Sounds a lot like your management part of it as well. It's kind of like they go (laughs) hand in hand. Yeah, no, definitely. Traditional is for more of those mathematical people. Mathematical people. Mathematical people. <laughs> mathematical people. Hey, I'm a marketing major, not an English major. Okay, so keep fair, that in mind. <laughs> and not a mathematical major. Not a mathematical major either. Very much so. Uh, yeah, so if you're more data inclined, then I would do traditional marketing. But social media marketing is a lot more fun to me. It's a lot more colorful. And you can be creative in that aspect, which I think is what I'm craving. Instead of deciding what gets put on flyers, you, yes. you get to decide what gets put out in cyberspace out there on tweets <laughs> and, uh, and Facebook. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have a hand in it. So in social media marketing, you have multiple teams. So you have your social media managers, which are the ones that post the actual content to social media, interact with people on social media, answer questions in direct messages that you may get, stuff like that, that are kind of the forefront and the face of the brand. Then you have your content creation team. Within your content creation team, that may be editing videos, that may be making little memes, little funny things. Taking pictures, that kind of stuff. Taking pictures, yeah. And then you have your graphic design team. So something that you may not have, or you may have pictures of, but you want to, you know, snazz it up a little bit. Make a a little graphic. Yeah. This is where broadcast kind of of overlaps with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have so much to say about this. Uh, yeah, there's there's multiple teams behind just social media marketing and being a social media manager. You are in a big team and you have to be friends with everybody because without that, you know, unit behind just one brand sponsored post, it falls apart. 
And you can't have people yelling, no, we need to sell, we need to yeah. be this kind of cheerful. Yeah, because you know they would be on that post in the comments being like, this person said this. And then it's just, it, it just goes downhill. You don't want that public. And so behind every uh, happy tweet a company puts out, there's five different marketing majors uh, <laughs> saying, no, we need to say it this other way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they're fighting over like apostrophes. If you should put it that somewhere else or like, where do I put the semicolon or something like that? Oh, 100%. It's a choice. I left it out on purpose. <laughs> It's a creative aspect. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so, uh, so there's the line right there. Traditional ones where you would have like flyers or um, or having people there in person. Yeah. Have people go in an event in person. You are you, the flyer. Right. If you don't fit one specific category, it still might be for you because mm-hmm. there's lots of different jobs out there. Oh, yeah. There's lots of different jobs and there's lots of different categories that social media marketing or traditional marketing can go into. For example, since I'm into esports, since I'm into, you know, gaming, technology, stuff like that, that aspect of the field, I wouldn't go to a hospital and be like, hey, let me run your social media because you don't sound so stupid, but you don't have the voice for a hospital. Social you media. don't know the lingo. You don't yeah, know, you don't know, the you lingo. Don't know shortcuts, how nurses come across because yeah. you're not surrounded by nurses all the time. And yeah. You don't you don't want to start each post with like, hey, gamers, the hospital ward is full today. X, Y, Z, like. Or, hey, patients. Yeah, hey, patients, get over the intercom. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're running an esports program, mm-hmm. you might you might say start off with that kind of energy. Yeah, 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 100%. It's so important to find your voice kind of early, or you could just throw yourself at different categories and see where you stick. Especially here at UTA, we have so many different organizations, so many different clubs that if you wanted to do something more nursing-based, you could run the social media marketing for, you know, the nursing program here or all the... Or the nursing club. club or the nursing club, right. I, whatever. There is one. I'm not sure. I think there is, actually. I, I, would, I would bet money there is. I there think seems there's, to be a, oh, an org for everything. I think there's, like, a male nursing club, too. There's, like, it's it gets down specifically. Well, we, uh, we talked about orgs two weeks ago, and, uh-huh. like... There's an org for literally everything, but it took me like two years to find the esports org. It was crazy. Really? It it was insane. Okay. That's a really great point uh, that you're making there is that marketing is not just for uh, people mathematically inclined, not Uh just for people who who like social media. If you're passionate about anything, you're going to want to get the word out there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you'll you'll be looking for a marketing major or or maybe you want to be the one to do it. And Mm -hmm. that would be uh, you becoming the marketing major. It's across the board. Every single company out there needs to have somebody to market for them. It's it's a job position across the board. Mm-hmm. Every single company, whether, you know, if they think they don't need it, they definitely do need it and they probably need it more than others. <laughs> you will never be without work, I guess, if you're a marketing major, if I have oh, to guess. A robot cannot take my job. No? No. Well, what makes you say, what makes you so confident about that, I guess? Um, nobody, a robot could not mimic my attitude. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, but... I keep thinking about Wendy's Twitter. Can you think of robot doing auto-generated comebacks on Wendy's Twitter? I, I got to say I can't. But th- that goes back to the, the voice and the brand that, you mm-hmm. get, that you're talking about. Yeah, you can't uh, replicate that. There's, there, there's some sophisticated AI out there, but I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's, you know if there's a person on the other side. Oh, 100%. So any best tip, like a best practices, life advice for marketing majors? Do you use like Quizlet, that kind of thing? Like how, how important are, are those tools? Okay, so I have a lot of tools, actually. Lots of tools. Lots of tools under my belt, specifically for marketing. Call her contractor. Oh, yeah. Quizlet is your friend. Don't be afraid to use it. But the thing is, a lot of the classes and courses that you take, the textbooks are available. Well, people make Quizlets based off of those textbooks and chapters and such like that. But each professor is different in the content that they use. So still use Quizlet, but make everything yourself because that helps 
you retain information and also, you know, you have the information yourself. You made it. So use Quizlets that you make. Yeah. You so okay. Don't put your blind trust into somebody else because I guarantee you that exam is going to be plopped down in front of you and you're going to be like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I know like there's Quizlets out there that mm-hmm. like if you get an assignment or whatever and somebody's done it before and made a Quizlet about it, you can like Quizlet an answer and like and the entire answer sheet will pop up. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's something that happens in marketing. That's actually something that doesn't really happen in broadcast simply because we don't get those types of assignments. Ours is more projects rather than assignments. But uh, I don't know. Is marketing, do you get assignments like that? Yeah, it really depends on the type of marketing class that you are taking at the time. I would say the majority of the classes here at UTA would be traditional based marketing. So you are going to be using your math. You are going to be using, you know, graphs, statistics, everything such. And so reports like that, you can't just post online and then take the information from because specifically in a class that I'm taking right now, uh, I'm taking marketing 4311 right now. And I know with that class is there's a group project and the group project group projects. Oh, no. I can, mm. but the group project itself is to take the marketing master's program that we have here at UTA and market it better, which sounds very broad. It is like a, like a 12 step process of doing that. Oh, 12 steps. Yeah. I don't Well, know. everyone could do it. It's just 12 steps. Oh, it's just a handy dandy 12 steps. 12 steps. But yeah, like you can't just post that online and be like, yippee, here it is. <laughs> As you get higher and higher into courses, I kind of what I've figured out, um, as we've gotten more and more majors on this show, it's pretty much all pointed to the same direction is that it goes away from memorization, which is where those Quizlet study cheat sheets are very helpful mm-hmm. and it, more towards application. 100%. Like you said, use Quizlet, but make them yourself. Yeah, make them yourself. Because definitely. if you make it, you have to be able to apply it. Oh, 100%. Uh, another quick tip real quick. If you're going into marketing to get away from math, you don't want to go into marketing. <laughs> I have bad news for you. There is 100%. There's no calculus. There's no, okay, there's no calculus, but like if you know 2 plus 2 equals 4, you're going to need a little more than that. Well, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just uh, like statistical stuff. Actually, some stuff that you've learned in like Algebra 2, you're going to have to know. But yeah, definitely go through those problems in the textbook. Use those to your advantage because a lot of the professors that I've had so far have shown you the example problem in class and say, oh, you just do it yourself. Good luck. Yeah. Like do it yourself in a separate time. That's something you teach yourself. I'm not teaching you math. And it's like, um, okay. So definitely use those example problems in the textbook. I guess that brings us to the textbook. For the majority of your Mm -hmm. classes, would you say that you need the textbook? Because, of course, the syllabus says, like, require your textbook, and then Mm -hmm. it has a textbook. But, you know, some classes, it's like, yeah, I don't really need it, though. I have never in my college degree ever taken a class and say, I don't need the textbook. So I maybe not be the one to say that because I'm always double-checked. I'm very spiteful. If the professor says one thing, I'm in that textbook flipping those pages trying to confirm oh. that is the correct thing that he's saying. I've had professors in the past. That, yeah. Yeah. So I use the textbook in every single class. You can find them to rent. You can find them for free online. You can. It's very easy. But yeah, definitely every single marketing class I have used the textbook in and you kind of need to. If you if you need to really decide on it, take like the first one or two weeks to determine Maybe the first homework assignment and like really pay attention in class. Like don't set yourself up for failure. Right. Of course. Yeah. Like actually. That's that's my approach to it. I wait a good one or two weeks before. And 
yeah, with those one or two weeks, it's always you're always going over chapters one and two, mm-hmm. and you can usually find an online copy on uh, like Kindle, Amazon Kindle, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll give you a free sample for chapters one and two. So if push comes to shove, you can actually download a free <laughs> sample and uh, and bail yourself out. Quick tip there. Oh yeah, a lot of my classes use McGraw Hill. Oh, that that means money. If you're <laughs> new to college, McGraw Hill and Pearson just it means money. They're very expensive. So it means money. So what was that? I, I couldn't hear it, it, it means money, but I have known students, not myself. I have known students that get all of the homework assignments done in the two-week free trial of McGraw-Hill. I've heard of that mythical power mm-hmm. as well. Those are the driven, those are your couponers. Oh, yeah. Those are the people who, 100%. It, their existence at college is dependent on mm-hmm. them being able to cut every single cost out. Oh, yeah. It, it saves a lot of money. However, that is a lot of stress on you on those. It's a lot of stress. It's not for me personally. If you're a full time student, you're going to struggle immensely. Oh, yeah, it's uh, I I wouldn't recommend doing that. Have I known people to do it? Yes. Have they survived? Yes. Will you have a good time? No. So I would not do that. If you've never used McGraw-Hill or Pearson, uh, I think Pearson's mainly mainly for sciences. Pretty much what they do is they give you a very expensive textbook you have to buy and then make you buy a very expensive subscription uh, in order to even do your homework assignments. Mm -hmm. So you have to, they get you on the double whammy there. And like you cannot pass the class because you cannot do your assignments unless Mm -hmm. if you have that computer part of it as well. There's like a two weeks grace period at the beginning mm-hmm. where you can uh, you can log in for free for, for students like me. It was like, do I really have to buy it? I'll give it a second and, wa- and wait and see for for those students. They're nice enough to give us the free trial. But we're talking like two hundred dollars for this computer aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And it gets very high very quickly if you have yeah. multiple classes and things. Of Especially that so I've noticed with like McGraw Hill, if you do make that hefty subscription cost if you do i believe there's an upgraded version i'm not sure but there's an upgraded version where it gives you like flash cards over each chapter just extra studying materials but i have learned another tip if your marketing class is more researched and data-based do not go ahead and get that extra upgrade on them McGraw hill it's very conceptual based it's, it's make them pry your money out of your cold dead hands yeah <laughs> They really got to work for it if you, if they want to. But yeah. you know, vice versa, they 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 will not let you have any of their like their book. They'll make you pay through the nose for it. So oh, yeah. you know, it, it, it you're giving as good as you're getting. Yes, yeah, always always comes down to those books and money. I I hate buying college textbooks. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, they got me this semester. I I've taken a history class and I had to buy like five different books for the history for history. Class. Yes, because they make you buy like historical novels and stuff and then like make you write papers on the historical novels it it adds up after a bit yeah no you don't have to do anything like that in marketing like maybe buying like subscriptions to like washington journal for like articles that you have to read or stuff like that to kind of get a feel of a brand if you're like making a fake brand quote unquote but other than that that's it do you ever use uh, the UTA database? Is that does that ever come into no. play with your analytics no. and stuff? No, nothing like that. I've never used the UTA database. It I, scares me. I've had to use it before. You, it, scares it, it scares you. Scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly which class it is. I don't even think it was my bio class. I think it was. Oh, it was Com Research. That's what it was. Uh-huh. I had to. I had a Com Research class, and I had to find like an article and stuff. Off. You know what? I think and, I did the same it. thing. I used the UTA database, and that thing is difficult to navigate. What What was your uh, 
topic over? Oh, let's see. Uh, I can tell you mine. Go for it. Well, I, well, I think it's been a while. <laughs> okay. So my marketing student, you know, mind said, what should I go over? I went to the database and I wrote an entire paper over Coco the Talking Gorilla. <laughs> Uh-huh. I did an entire thing about a talking gorilla and how the gorilla branded itself by talking. It didn't, it didn't make sense. That's a little crazy. That's a little crazy. Yeah. And uh, you found an article about it. Found an article so about it. Because yeah. you found an article about it, all of a sudden it's real science. Oh, 100%. 100%, baby. <laughs> I'm there. Academia <laughs> has waved its magic wand at it. It is valid. But yeah, that's the last time I used the database. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine was, if I remember correctly... My calm research was about a court case of whether or not a woman was fired incorrectly based off of her appearance and broadcast, like her physical appearance, uh-huh. because she was a broadcaster for the news. And so people saw her, her physical appearance. Uh-huh. So if, was she fired incorrectly based off of physical appearance and gender? And so we had to do a whole lot of articles and stuff about that. Uh, see, my class had a little bit more creative freedom. I think that's the difference. The answer was no. The answer was that uh, she was like warned multiple times in her job. Like, hey, you have to dress nicely in order to be on TV. And she's like, no. <laughs> no well, no. <laughs> in case if anybody was wondering. But yeah, the UTA database. You know, uh, that and also you do have to take multiple accounting classes as a marketing student. I suggest going to TCC for that. For the math section. For the math section, I would definitely go to TCC. You're not the first person to come in here Isn't and, that uh, and crazy? give that advice. That's so bonkers. But yeah. You don't take calculus or anything, but still, this, it can be some, it, it's not your basic math accounting. Yeah, it's I'm having to take three separate accounting classes. I had to take B stats, all of the math prerequisites, and I also have to take a finance class. And you took them all here at UTA? All here at UTA. And, you know, I've had a little bit of a brush in with the math department myself. I've heard the horror stories, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What did you do to supplement your learning? (sighs) My very first year here at UTA, I struggled. Like, I fought for every C that I got in that class. (laughs) Choose which hill to die on. The, mm-hmm. the sea hill was it? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That professor hated me too. I would be at his door, like, let me in at like first thing in the morning, like seven twenty-five until nice. like five p.m. Wow. Because I I wanted to make sure I wasn't just stupid. Yeah. So I would definitely take it at TCC if you could. But if you are not fortunate to do that, then there are work workbooks that professors provide. Definitely don't skip out on those. Do the workbooks, and a lot of them will do it in class. Make sure that you do those. Here's a tip that I... Do it before class or do it with them during class? With the class. So if you have a question, you can just get that question out of the way. Another tip is I'm a really big fan of colored notes. And so for each step in a mathematical problem, I have a different color. So I don't confuse myself. Because if you look, like think of long division, for example. You know how it's like... It's long. It's long. It's long. It's long and it's there and it's, you know, it's kind of organized. But once you do it for a while, it's Probably 12 steps to improve a master program. 12 steps again. Long division, 12 steps to improve. <laughs> so you got to have like 12 different colors. It just, it makes my brain just like click a little bit easier. Be like, step one, step two, this is what happened. And X, Y, Z. So identify what kind of learner you are. Because that sounds like a huge hassle to me. I, I, I do not deal well you don't with do uh, that? multicolored stuff. No. I, I just like, I know what I know and I'll write it down. But I guess the, the tip could be know what kind of learner you are for college as well. If you're a visual learner, auditory learner, if you need everything to be organized, I'm terrible at organization. Uh, I'd still argue that I've had a successful college career. 
but I guess know yourself because this podcast is allowing you to know your enemy, academia. And if you know yourself and you know both of them, then you, you shouldn't fear anything. Okay. If you're going in marketing, you need to be organized. I'm going to lay that out right now. I guess that's why I'm not a marketing. That's major. why you're not a marketing. Yeah, you need to be organized because especially with brands and stuff like that, they want to make sure that their message is clear and you need to make sure that's like stable. So I guess that's why, kind of why. I've... That message goes in the red color. <laughs> can't miss it. Yeah. But yeah, you, just make sure all your ducks are in a row. I say that with a smile. I know that's a lot easier to say than do, but whatever works for you works for you but definitely don't cut corners in math specifically make sure that you're not cheating yourself of a good grade and i guess you haven't used like any youtube videos or any like any outside university help to really supplement that math so math no but in accounting yes right so the accounting classes the accounting classes the math yes. classes accounting that, that kind of oh stuff. okay well, I have used a guy on YouTube. I want to say his name is the accounting guy. Simple enough to remember. Simple enough. I, if that's wrong, I apologize. <laughs> but he made these like videos over each specific topic in accounting. And they were somewhat chronological like as a class. Like he did it for college students. Like he did yeah. it for college students. Like one, if you didn't watch one video, then your base might be a little weaker while watching this other video. And then he also made a Google Drive full of cheat sheets. And when I say cheat sheets, it had, you know, like in elementary school and you like did like times tables, not times tables, but like those little art projects you would do where if you typed a word, the bigger the word would be yeah. like multiple times. It kind of looked like that. And it was accounting. So like, say liabilities, if you're talking about liabilities and accounting, liabilities would be really big. And then it would be like a spiral off to the right or the left talking about how liabilities is an obligation assets plus Kind of giving it like an artistic feel yeah. to, to the dry information. Mm -hmm. So if you're very visual, I thrived on those. And you did have to pay money for it. It was, I, I believe, $40. But it gave you every single thing that he made a video on for $40 was right there. And that is what got me through the first two accounting things is I'm very visual. I'm very much, I need to see why X does whatever. Why X does A? Why well, does yeah, X yeah. do A? It makes no <laughs> sense. But yeah, that that is what really helped me. And I want to say his name is the accounting guy. If that's wrong, I really hope that's not wrong. But very helpful if you do find him. If that is correct, it's easy to remember, too, the accounting guy. We had an aerospace guy come in last week, and he's, like, immediately listed off, like, three different YouTube channels. Oh, like, my gosh. I would not be in college without these men. Oh, my gosh. There are supplements out there on that huge internet, World Wide Web. Does anybody even still say World Wide Web? I don't think so, but, but I found him. It wasn't the accounting guy. Oh. Who was who it? So then? his page is called Accounting Stuff. Okay. Accounting Stuff. I'm specifically looking at a page where it says Accounting Basics, Debits, and Credits Explained. And it, it's, yep, I definitely watched it. It was five minutes long, <laughs> but very useful, very helpful. And he has like cute little visuals on it. And it just, it makes things a lot easier to use. Uh, you know, you don't know anything, uh, Google it. If you need a visual, YouTube it, I mm -hmm. guess. But yeah, that's 100%. So definitely what college has adapted to. Yeah. We've talked a lot, lot about math so far, so mm -hmm. we, what better way to start off than uh, the very first math you got to take, college algebra for economics and business analysis. Are you blanking on it? Like, Oh, you... math 30. Okay, so I go by numbers. And so gotcha. like when you said that, I was like, mm, 13, 15. 13, 15. Oh, boy. And, and I assume it branches into 13, 16 it does. afterward. It does. That two-parter. Those are always fun. So 13, 15, and 13, <laughs> 16. Uh, is what I struggled with when I was talking about before, uh, you know, showing up at my professor's office hours, like 
first thing in the like, morning. Help me with the sign. Mm-hmm. Help me. Oh, yeah. I yeah. refuse to fail that class. So 1315 is definitely a class that uh, is algebra based and 16. But if you are going towards those, uh, definitely don't. You need to show up for every class on that one. You need to be using the workbook and you need to be, you know, whatever you need to do to learn math. You need to do that and you need to take it seriously. Do they take attendance. Yes. Is is that a thing that happens? In um, the... It depends on the professor that you mm-hmm. have. But it's definitely a possibility. Yes. So professor wise for 30, 13, 15, Dr. Farid is what we called him. I highly recommend him. At first, you may not like him because he's very specific on what you need to do. He's very much a stickler of the rules. But going into 13, 16, I didn't have him. And I realized how much I missed that. Um, math has rules, you know, yeah, it math makes has sense rules. that the professor would be a stickler for him. And he was so like in class, he would seem very like, you know, stern. I'm here to talk about math and math only. But if you go into office hours and you're like, hey, professor, I'm having problems with X, Y, Z. I really don't understand where I'm getting lost. He and will, why it goes to A. Yeah. <laughs> and why it goes to A. But he's very nice once you meet him in person and he's willing to sit down however long it takes to break that down with you is like that a reoccurring theme with you when professors go like visiting them during their office hours and stuff um no (laughs) no for a lot of students it isn't like a lot of students don't even know office hours exist and we've talked a little bit about it before like when you go to that get the face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. it usually leaves a positive uh, impression on the professor and that might help you with your classes Mm -hmm. i mean like if you're doing aerospace it may mean you know life or death depending on the grade or whatever right. but this is this is 1350 like right like it's 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 the basis but definitely he, he was very nice to me and doing final reviews and stuff like that he always he so he would walk around the room whenever which was kind of intimidating at first you're like oh my <laughs> gosh does he know i'm stupid and i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> And once you, you know, once I went to office hours, once I talked to him and he kind of knew my face, he would like take a few extra seconds and like look at my workbook or whatever I'm doing in class. And he would like either pat me on the back or like tap the table. But like, not in a weird way. Not in a weird way. Not in a weird way at all. So he wouldn't physically do it. But like, he, right, like, right. He would have that like warm look on his face where you're like, oh, I did something right. And then you felt good. And then you would like tap the desk if you were doing good or but he was very encouraging. And I think I kind of took it for granted in 1315. And then I went to 1316, which was like the sister class. Mathematics for economics and business analysis. Yeah. So that's like the sister class. Right. So that one's a little bit harder and not by much. This was just mathematics. The other one was college algebra. This one just all mathematics. All mathematics. Everything under the sun. Throw geometry in there. (laughs) Actually, there was uh, was a little bit of geometry. I'm trying to remember the professor's name I had for 1316. Mary Whiteside is what I want to say. It was Mary White something. She was very nice. Not a stickler, not as much of a stickler for the rules, apparently. Not a stickler at all. So if you didn't want to be there, you could leave. You could walk out the door if you wanted to. But if someone you, who thrives off of organization, that probably drove you crazy. I mean, it was really annoying when people like get up and walk like 45 minutes into class and you're like, where are you going? You're already here. Why don't you just <laughs> stick it out? Like I get family emergencies and stuff like that. But like once you're doing it every week. Yeah. Mm, an emergency every week? Every single week. I like um, to schedule my emergencies as well, to be fair. Ooh, wait, what? If you, if you have Dr. Fareed, don't do that. Walk out in the middle of his class. He, he will call say, you out. I would say the majority of professors don't do that. Well, I, you would be surprised. I've seen people do it, but professors are just like, oh, like, bye. And if you do it, I would like, if it were me personally, the next office hours and say, I'm so sorry about what happened. Like catch them before class or something mm-hmm. is maybe try to explain why, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a courtesy thing that I would be. 
I mean, apt to do. It's whatever you feel like, but Dr. Fareed will call you out. He will literally stop the middle of class before you walk out the door and he's like, where are you going? What are you doing? So unless you're down for that, don't do that. But Mary Whiteside is who I had for 1316. She's very nice. If you don't want to be there, you don't need to be there. But if you're there to learn, she appreciates you. That's the only difference between 1315 and 1316 is just 1316 is more reliant on your want to learn and your want to get a good grade rather than 1315. It was he made sure you had a good grade sort of thing. You know, of course, there's the general requirements, English, polls, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that every major has to take. But one here that is on this list that I don't recognize from my own schedule, even though actually I do recognize it from my schedule. I recognize it from my dual credit days. Uh, there's actually economics you have to take. 2305 and economics uh, 2306, another two-parter. So 2305 is macroeconomics. 2306, microeconomics. Roger Weir. I could not sing any more praises for this man. He is so engaging in class. He is so willing to give out extra credit. So funny story, fitting. For Halloween, you had to take an economics term. I believe mine was spider economics. And if you showed up and dressed as this economics term, he would give you extra credit. So keep in mind, I had an 8 a.m. microeconomics class. <laughs> so I showed up. 8 a.m., bright and early, at his door, dressed in cheap party city, like, web stuff that you would the decorate. Spider webs, yeah. Mm -hmm. Covered in the dollar store spiders. I had a giant spider on my shoulder. Oh. I was determined. He never told us how much the extra credit was, but he said it was an opportunity you uh, you have to take. You, you wouldn't want to mess this up. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do this. I'll show up. I was like, so keep in mind, this class is huge. It takes one of those large classrooms like 170 people in the lecture room yeah mm -hmm. three people dressed up only three and we had to stand in we front. had more people take an extra credit opportunity in bio when you had to memorize the whole meiosis rap mm -hmm. so three people and you had to stand up and you had to explain why your costume fits i finished and i was like mr weir uh what's my extra credit like i did it and he goes you'll see so i forgot about it time passed it was exam three. but he didn't he didn't that's that's the he important remember. part Roger Weir is so amazing. He gives you his, his personal phone number if like you need to contact him. Some professors do that. It's I love like that. In the syllabus. I never use the personal phone number, but like just in case, like I love that. It's, but, a, it's a it's a lot of trust to give your uh, your phone number to 175 oh, yeah. brand new college students. So exam three in microeconomics, I bombed, like absolutely bombed. I got maybe a 50 on it. I just absolutely bombed. And he said, you know what? Since you dressed up, you get a 90. Well, 40 points of extra credit. Mm -hmm. Why not? I got a 90 on that exam and I passed the class with, I want to say, a 96. And that saved my grade. He was so nice about it, too. Seriously, Roger Weir. Uh, I believe Weir spelled W-I-E-R. But definitely, yeah, I would take him. It's uh, very different from my macroeconomics professor <laughs> who talked about Chick-fil-A most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> English as a second language from, um, I, I want to say it was Nigeria, Nigeria, uh, but it was a Wait, what was his name? Oh, it was at, it was at TCC dual credit. It I was, think I took the same guy. Well, he talked about Chick-fil-A all the time. In every business model, he gave us an example. It, mine it was, always went back to Chick-fil-A. Mine wasn't Chick-fil-A. He always talked about Robert, uh, robots and pizza parties with me. <laughs> For some strange reason, I remember that. You know, economics is a very dry topic. You gotta <laughs> liven it up any way you can. Uh, so, Roger Weir. Mm -hmm. 
that's the name you want to keep an eye oh, yeah. out here at UTA for economics. And if he offers you all extra credit, take, take it. it. Yeah, <laughs> take I would, it. I would give that. I would say that advice applies across the board on on classes. If anybody I mean, offers you extra credit, some some extra credit here, like especially in the marketing department, they'll give you like point zero two points, and you're like, why why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? But uh, Roger Weir, definitely take him. All right, so next one, uh, we got M-A-N-A. Do you call that MANA? I MANA, MANA, yeah. MANA1301, Business in a Global Environment. Oh, gosh. That sounds exhausting, doing business in a global environment. <laughs> I can't even do business in, like, my own environment. So the thing without, with MANA classes is they're all very easy. MANA stands for management. Right? Management, yes. correct. So that's your other major, but we're talking about marketing. Yes. Of course, there's going to be some overlap. There, there's going to be some overlap, yeah. MANA classes are very... The one thing that annoyed me with them is that they're very conceptual. And so it's not like... so it there's does not hard and fast rules. Yeah, not hard and fast rules. It's very much, especially with my professor um, that I had, it was short answer questions. You explain what you would do in situation A, situation B, situation C... And then they would grade you based off of that. It's never run over the little kid. Even when you think you have no <laughs> options left, don't take it. It's a trap. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think any of my options were that drastic. Mm. But was I a fan of this? No. No. <laughs> a management, all the classes so far have been pretty easy. Other than that, it, just expect a lot of short answer and be able to apply or know how to apply the terms and stuff like that given. You know, memorize a vocabulary bank yeah. and just uh, photosynthesis them every once in a while. Yep, 100%. But overall, 1301, not, nothing to write home about? Nope. It's pretty straightforward. Kind of an introductory. A little bit of a, of a addendum, I think that's the correct word, to our previous segment. A little bit of a change here. Oh, no, yeah, non, yeah. Non-English major Reagan here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You did not hear this from Welcome to Undergrad, and if you did, we certainly will deny all aspects of it because we have never said it and will never endorse it, but a lot of the marketing textbooks cannot be found online, not for completely for free. Yeah, it, you totally cannot find them online on a website called Z Library. I would not do that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So just get, getting that out of the way. Yeah, don't do that, up. kids. Next class, accounting, <laughs> uh, accounting 2301, principles uh -huh. of accounting. One, and then, you know, you got your second part. If there's an accounting one, there's going to be an accounting two. Mm -hmm. Although that's not true because we have radio production one, but no radio production two. That's kind of odd. <laughs> all right. So it all depends accounting. Okay. okay. Oh, you're so confident. <laughs> you get all the pins on. Well, actually. It depends. Okay. So with there's different accounting classes and there's different accounting professors. Um, I, for one, am not a fan of the, this was right when COVID hit too. So when I started taking accounting on all these classes, COVID hit, everybody went online. It was a kind of the scramble, like, what are we going to do? The COVID revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had to take all my accounting videos. They were pre-recorded videos. Yikes. Not a fan about that. Uh, I was a fan of the professor. I don't know if she is doing in-person lectures. But for accounting one, I would recommend Tara McGee. McGee is spelled M-C-G-H-E-E. -E. She teaches 2301 at least. I know she teaches more. My mother is actually getting her master's in accounting here at UTA at the same time as I'm getting my... At the same time as you're struggling through accounting <laughs> one? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she had Tara McGee as a, a master's professor in master classes. 
and my mom actually had an internship underneath her. And so I would come home from school and be like, oh, my accounting professor. And she's like, you didn't piss her off though, right? Like, because <laughs> we kind of need her to be nice to us. And then I remember I had to go in and retake a test or not retake a test, but like take a test at a different time. And my mom had to go in for an internship thing. And my mom and I both walked into her office and I think it finally clicked for her that we were related. Like matching t-shirts? No, we... uh, Whitlow clan or something? No, my mom and I are like, I'm a spitting image of my mother. And so we both walked in and she looked at us and she goes, oh my God, you guys are related. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's hilarious. But she's super nice. She's a mom. So she totally understands like if you're having problems in school or like other subjects and you need to take a break, send her an email and just explain your situation. And she will try her hardest to work things out with you. I sent her plenty of emails during the pandemic saying, hey, I don't understand this. I'm not getting this. And video things are not work. Video lectures are not working out with me. And she'll figure out a way to, you know, incorporate that if she's still doing video lectures. I sent plenty of emails during the pandemic as well. But most of them included uh, either complaints about my group work or I don't want to do this. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, COVID school is completely different than regular school. 100%. Watching watching people try to adapt to the COVID situation as somebody who already had like a broadcast set up at my house mm-hmm. was halfway between humorous and and like wanted me to bang my head on a wall. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it's a mute button. It's not, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, those, they don't know they're muted. That's kind of funny. Yeah, but COVID class is completely different. I guess first and foremost is that you have access to the internet 100 percent of the time during covid which yeah. is a great way to get a degree but a terrible way to learn anything oh yeah but, but both of those were covid classes for you then accounting one and two yes yeah. they were covid classes um accounting two i had a different professor i guess before i move on to two was one difficult like just yes the, it, it was difficult it was difficult it's definitely a class like I can't compare it to any other class okay I can't give you like oh it's kind of like the most difficult college career class it has been the most difficult college career class I have all accounting classes I'm not done yet obviously I'm not done yet um I've heard finance is not fun either and I haven't taken that class doesn't sound fun no but it has definitely been the most difficult college class I've ever taken and it definitely gives me a run for my money yeah I I wouldn't want to take it (laughs) I'm not I'm not built for math. I don't want to I just, I just want to make my silly little social media posts and stuff like that. I don't know why I need Clap to back on social media. Honestly, you know? why do I need to know debits and credits? But it's fine. But you do need to know it. It's I important. mean, yeah, so if, if any kind of management or for management position that mm-hmm. would include marketing. I'm an adult with finances before I'm a marketing or before I'm a marketer. So, well, there you go. Accounting two. You said mm-hmm. that accounting one was the most difficult. Does that include accounting two? Accounting two was harder than an accounting one. Okay, it was. So they they labeled them correctly. Yes. How much math are included in all of these? Like is all it, the time. It's it's always math. There might be a little bit of like extra information. That it's you, always that, math that's on the test. It's like uh, here's a math problem for accounting one test, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like what what's the principles of accounting? Then two, it's here's another math question. Yeah. So yeah. it's always math, and it's one of those math classes that if you skip a subject or you're like, hey, I don't really get this aspect. Or I'm going to skip class and lecture on Tuesday and I'll be okay for Thursday and I don't have to catch up on nope. anything. And then now, nope. now they're talking about nope. accounting on the moon. You're like, we were just accounting in Arlington the other day. What I happened? feel like that in class when I blink sometimes. Oh, yeah? But no, seriously, you, it's going to be hard and I am right there with you, but you have no other choice than to truck through it. And it's you can on the, It's on the required course list. It's on the required course list. Uh, accounting stuff on YouTube is what got me through it. 
Uh, my own mother is an accountant, as you that know. That probably helped. Well, well, she she well. looked at some things and she's like, "You guys had to do this by hand. <laughs> I have a program that does this for me." And I'm like, "Oh, that does not help me at all, mother." <laughs> but if you can do it by hand, you can always do. Yeah, it. I mean, if you remember. If you remember. If you remember. <laughs> but definitely like my stats class. <laughs> I didn't do anything by hand. It was always a program. So, so accounting one is going to be managerial accounting. So stuff that helps the internal of the company. And then accounting two is going to be financial and account, uh, accounting. And that's going to be external information to help creditors make decisions on whether they want to invest in your company. And they're both difficult. They've got to do it. They're both difficult, but they're both two different types of difficult. Gotcha. So, so uh, keep a... Uh, Keep that semester nice and nice and light. Yeah. So after accounting one and two principles of accounting one and two, I should say, what does this B stat twenty three oh five business stats baby? All right, introductory introductory statistics for business analytics. These titles are so fancy. I'm just over here like I'm in com graphics. It's exactly what it sounds like. You make graphics on the computer. So with B stat, mm, I'm trying to remember exactly what I did. So it's if, not A stat. That would be accounting. I would, I would imagine. So if you felt comfortable, I don't remember the specifics of it, but if you felt comfortable in your early math classes that I talked about earlier, 2305 is not required to start. If you want to make that leap and immediately start at uh, 3321, which is intermediate statistics, you could. I, however, do not feel that comfortable, so I took the beginner class. You probably had to uh, get a high enough score on your math placement test at UTA or already have a credit. If I had to guess, of course, I've, I've never done any. Of I don't this remember stuff. the specific of it, but I remember get, being given that option and turning it down because I'm not good at math and I know I need those extra steps. And I have it, it fits in my graduation schedule to take. So it. it's not built to be a difficult class. Then it's built to be a stepping stone. class. It's a, definitely a stepping stone class. But if you're not good at math, it's going to be a difficult class. Right. So just uh, the way math works is you get yeah. the foundation and everything's built on that foundation. Yeah. So 100 percent. I think you're going to run into that no matter which major you, you go to. Somebody You're going to be required to take some kind of math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too hard. It's a math class at the end of the day. So if you're good at math, then you're going to thrive in it. If you're not good at math, you're going to struggle a little bit. But those workbooks at UTA professors, a lot of them publish their own workbooks, and it's sold here at the bookstore. So if you can buy those, then I would suggest doing that. All right, so after, you know, that slew of uh, math-related stuff, we got introduction to MIS and da- data processing. Data mm-hmm. processing, data or data? I don't know. Data. I think they're both fine. I-N-S-Y-2303. Oh, boy. That sounds like computers. It is. It is actually a lot of computers. And yeah. it actually, it made me hesitate on continuing my degree plan. It's because I actually, I really love Computers loved. are meant for video games and nothing else. <laughs> well, I, I loved it because I remember specifically, it was one day we were going in like really in depth over the difference between the different types of like computer screens. Yeah. So like OLED, stuff like that. I'm trying to remember the professor I had. I'm trying to figure out what INSY stands for and what department that is. That's information weird. systems. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. So it's an information system. I just pulled up the old syllabus that I had. Oh, yeah. For the instructor name, he just uploaded a syllabus. And that's it. So my French is not good. Neither is mine. Uh, Funny how that works when you don't Mr. French. Jean-Baptiste Kofi? 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 K-O-F-F-I? The French name on how to rate, your, on rate my professor. <laughs> but uh, his last name is 
K-O-F-F-I. Kofi. Kofi. Very sweet. Did you take him? It sounds familiar. I don't know why it sounds familiar. Yeah. So it's introduction to MIS and data processing. It's a lot of it. Hmm. I want to say he was my the pre-calc teacher that I dropped to that class, but that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, no, he was very not much not math. Huh. But he was very sweet. He was very young and he just got married at the time. And congratulations he, to him. Congratulations to him. Yes, correct. But he would talk about his wife and like in between and it was like so sweet. He was you could tell that he really loved her. But compassionate person. Oh, very. Homework, he uploaded videos on how to do certain things in Excel, Word, PowerPoint, whatever you were using. Was it a difficult class? I guess no. let's let's get that out of the way. No, was not a difficult class. Did it involve a lot of work? Yes. Oh, okay. So a lot of homework and a lot of stuff that took hours to complete, but it wasn't hard. Gotcha. So like he would have an Excel problem and it would be like, work out the steps to solve this Excel problem. That sounds tedious. It was definitely tedious, but... Taking these accounting classes and finance classing classes and needing the Excel stuff. That's I'm, what you're signing up for? Yeah, yeah. I'm very thankful I took his class because I wouldn't know the shortcuts that I know without taking this class. Okay. So good. I would take that as soon it as you could. It did its job then. Yeah, it definitely did. It's one of the classes that I would say definitely is needed and take your freshman year if you could. Yeah, have a couple hours to spare on some Definitely. Of don't, don't wait last minute on those assignments. At me. <laughs> I always wait last minute. All right, effective business communication, BCom 3360. It's business communication. I have not taken that class even despite being in the communication department. So I took speech, so I believe I was able to skip this class. Cool. So I have nothing to say about that. Different (laughs) options. How was your speech class? How about that one then? It was great. I actually used the Coco the Talking Gorilla. That was the the one that you Mm -hmm. were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. And I I stood up there and I was talking about how Coco died of an enlarged heart. And I was looking around the room and like nobody cared about what I talked about. I could tell. But I was like, I think this is interesting. I'm going to talk about Talking Gorilla. I approached speech a different way. I chose a topic that's universally interesting about uh, when Netflix was supposed to release the new Avatar The Last Airbender series. (laughs) I still haven't done that. (laughs) They're two years behind. I don't remember the professor I had, but she was very sweet. She she was one of those people that keeps going back for a master's and something else. Oh, yeah. And she was literally. I mean, why not? If you get free I mean, college yeah. as a professor. She was here at UTA doing I, that. I don't know if UTA does that, actually. I don't know if they do, but she was a therapist before. All right. And I was hats. going through a really rough time in my life. And so, like, after class, she would, like, talk to me. And so she was very nice. And she is. I wish I remembered her name. I liked my speech class, too. It was a nice. It was a nice, like, relaxing. It was, it was no stress. Of course, some people might be the complete opposite. You got a broadcast major here telling you it was no stress if, you, if public <laughs> speaking is not your thing. I think that's like the, the number one fear in America is public speaking. Is it really? Uh, last time I checked, it had, been, it had been pretty solid for like a solid decade of public speaking. I don't know. Maybe, maybe coronavirus has taken number one. Okay, so I found the name of the professor. Uh, Miss Ricks is her name. I believe she has gotten married since then. So I don't know if congratulations she, to her. Yeah, congratulations to her. <laughs> I don't know if she's kept the same name, but if you have Miss Ricks, uh, she teaches comms fundamentals of speech. If you're taking that instead of your business communication, I like that class a lot. Yep. So there you go. A substitute for business communication. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is B law, legal and ethical environment of business. That sounds like fun. <laughs> that sounds. We have we have a similar communication class. It's like com law, eth- com law and ethics. It, that is, it's a, it's a very dry course. 
So the course I took in the middle of COVID, it was mm. online. The course itself was very easy. Okay. Wasn't a huge fan of how it was run, but it was very easy. You can get through it yourself. You're going to have to end up teaching yourself a lot. So make sure that was actually in one class where you didn't need a textbook on that oh, one. Cool. So uh, a lot of the stuff is posted on Canvas, but you do have to end up teaching yeah, yourself. When you don't need the textbook for things, it's because the, t uh, the teacher usually publishes a PowerPoint or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they test over lecture material, not textbook material. Yeah. So you're just going to have to end up teaching yourself, but that's it. All right. So uh, just be be ready to buckle down. But yeah. you got the grade that you wanted, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I did. I did end up with an A. So we're all good with that. All right, next up, we got another B stat. This time, it's the intermediate one, the one that you uh, cannot test out of. It's not opt out. Mm -hmm. Was this one difficult? Because it's not the stepping stone anymore. <laughs> this is this is the minimal requirement. I... Got to go to the way back, it sounds like. Yeah, I take a lot of math classes, which is what I, I didn't want to I can't do. remember if I said the number. It's B stat 3321. Yes, 3321. You know what? I'm drawing a blank on how the class was, so that means it must means not be, it, it must that not be bad. Notable. Yeah. Yeah, it must not be that bad. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what else can you say about it? If you can't remember, you can't remember. Yeah. And that means that it didn't leave a huge scarring impact on you. Hopefully you still know the math, though. Yeah. Oh, I think I need to make a correction from something I said earlier. So the professor I had for 1316, mm -hmm. not Mary Whiteside. Gotcha. The name is Nancy Wolf. Nancy Wolf. I don't know where Mary Whiteside, where I'm getting that from, but it's a professor I've had before. I don't know what... Oh. They maybe teach. dual credit maybe dual credit days maybe a dual credit or it might be this 3321 they were nice they have a positive impact on my brain so whoever that is do you use rate my professor before deciding who to like which professor so to take it's the second thing that i go off of so very mm. first is i do my schedule when i want to start school and what classes are available in I this time i have a big like sleep break in there and it goes up until 10 a.m. I add that break into my schedule is where it's like I, I cannot take any classes before 10 a.m. because on my schedule, it says to sleep. Like this, I can't like, do that. Well, we'll have an addition where it like going over how to make your schedule. And like there is an actual tool when making your UTA schedule where you can put in like breaks and then you give the breaks labels. Uh -huh. And my that labels I, I've labeled that break sleep. I see. I couldn't do that. What I, I prefer to take my classes in the morning and get them done with. So I have my afternoon free. Unfortunately, I was not able to do that this semester. Sounds like an anti-procrastinator. Yeah, I, I really like to get my stuff done when it's done and then so I can enjoy my life. But I have we, a class. We, we enjoy people from all walks of life. Oh, yeah. But no, I have a class. My very first class of the day is at 11 a.m. and I'm here until 5 p.m. Not a fan of that. I'm used to get here at 8 a.m. and then leave at like 1.30. So very different schedule this yeah. semester and I'm transitioning. But, you know, we're thriving. It's okay. All right, so you haven't taken business finance yet. That was no. that's the next one. I guess that kind of like really uh, rounded out the the under undergrad part of this list. Of uh -huh. course, there's upper level electives and stuff that's still still part of getting your your bachelor's degree mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So we're going to just go into those for the ones that you have. You said you hadn't done business finance yet. Managing organizational behavior. I have done that. Yes. Cool. So that it's, class. Uh, Mana thirty three eighteen. Yeah, Mana thirty three eighteen. So I took that right when COVID hit. So half of the class was in person. Yikes. And the other half was in line. The professor I had. Those are those are the most chaotic classes. 100%. Like, if you want to write a report on how not to have a class, it's to have half of your class online and the other half in person. Mm -hmm. It's like you just have two different classes at that point. You're going to have to give both sides the same amount of time. 
I'm trying to find the professor name. And uh, this is not reflecting on professors in general. This was just school-wide policy that I just didn't agree with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I took 3318 with Dr. Thomas Brill. And so I took half of it online or half of it in person. Uh, I'm very much a sit in the front row type of person. Talk to the professors, make sure they know my face. Don't sell that skill short. Yeah. Because that is that can carry a lot of water with professors. That'll be the difference between a B and an A final grade if it comes down to it. Right. But uh, when I took it online or when it transitioned online, a lot of people ended up not showing up for class. Funny how that works. And so I thought it was my online day. Yeah, no kidding. But I felt really bad because he has a real passion for teaching. And, you know, some days are going to be slow. Yeah, not everybody has great days. But you could tell that he loves his job. And just going into online, nobody's turning on their cameras. Nobody's talking. He seemed really sad. So I remember one day I turned on my camera while he was lecturing. And I was making French toast (laughs) while he was lecturing. And he thought that was the best thing in the entire world. But he's very sweet. He is uh, a little old, so he's a little technologically disadvantaged. All of us are right now. (laughs) But if you're just patient with him and you just explain and you're just able to talk to him, he's he's very sweet. But I think he's fully in person now. But if you're able to take that class with Thomas Brill, I would definitely do it. And that's managing organizational behavior. Was it a difficult class? No. No? Well, uh, a lot of the management classes here at UTA aren't difficult. They're just... Make sure you know your your vocab. Make sure okay, you know your concepts. It, it's stuff all like that. it's a lot of uh, memorization based yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm not supposed to commit harassment in the workplace. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. I didn't isn't memorize it? that in college. Oh my goodness! But yeah, definitely, definitely an easy class and kind of a nice load off. Class. Right. It's not a large workload, so you can do things like take the the information systems class and spend mm-hmm. three hours on Microsoft Word. Hey, 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 it comes in handy later on. <laughs> don't, don't, don't not do that. Uh, strategic management, mana 4322. I don't believe I've taken it, but does it sound familiar? It's yes. a 4300 class. That should be one of the, one of the last classes you take. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking 4300s right now. It's a management class again at the end of the day. It's built out of the same it's bricks. Pretty much every single one. Once you pass the first one, you're going to pass all of them. It just loads on with more content and more specific content, but just make sure that you're studying and actually remembering terms and stuff like that. So I'm glad to hear that that's the case because in broadcast, we have a couple of different classes where you have to write a different style for broadcast and then write a different style for print. And mm-hmm. then there are different rules, but sometimes they like overlap in your head. And so like you'll be writing for broadcast during your writing for print class. And it's like, this is garbage. I can't use this. What are you do, trying to do? Go on the news or something? This is a newspaper. <laughs> but it sounds like uh, management is management, and mm-hmm. a lot of principles apply across the board. Mm-hmm. Probably including principles of marketing. Oh, no, mm-hmm. that's not management. That's marketing. Okay. I thought I, I thought I was clever, clever for a second there, but I wasn't. <laughs> so that's a marketing class. That is a, mm-hmm. a marketing 3321. I think that's like the very first uh, high, higher level it, yeah. uh, marketing class that you have you are required to take so yeah so it's the very first marketing class i took at the time i wasn't into marketing i was just you were probably doing it for your management class i was doing it for my management class correct and i was like i don't i don't need this class i don't need to pay attention funny thing is uh... uh yeah so reagan right now does not like reagan back then taking that class so that was my i don't really need this class i don't need to pay attention to this Yikes, class. that's your in uh 
in major GPA as well, in department GPA. Yes. Yes. That, is, is that important for y'all too? Yes. Okay. So I, I hope my parents are listening. <laughs> I took that class. I didn't really care about it. So I ended the class with a C. I didn't care. Well, now that I'm dual majoring, it's very important that your management and marketing GPAs are good. Are high. Yeah. So right now I'm rocking a 2.0 with that C and that's the only grade I have in my marketing things. But it'll get up after you. It'll get definitely more get up. Under your belt. Do I want to have a C in my marketing GPA, though? No. You would never want to apply to grad school based off of that. Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, the way I use that, that specific GPA is applying to scholarships. They ask for my departmental uh, GPA when I apply to scholarships. So uh-huh. it, it, it's not just for grad school people. It can, yeah. be, it can apply Especially if, other if you're going to advertising law, which is, I almost went into advertising law. You have to go to law school. Stuff like that. You still have to take, you know, the bar. Oh, right. Very competitive. If you get anything less than a B, you're not being considered. So. And you can, like, if that's a problem, you can retake the class and get a yeah, better grade. Yeah, you can. If but so, it's just, don't, don't think that, like, it is set in stone there. There yeah. are options available to you to improve something. Yeah, 100%. Like that. But that's, you know, taking another semester to redo a class and pay for another class you've already done. Mm-hmm. And that's not, it's not the nicest thing to do. Yeah, it's not the nicest. So just make sure that you get your ducks in a row on the first try. Ducks in a row. Yeah. On the first go around and make sure you make a good enough grade that in case something goes hap- something happens and you want to pursue something else, you still have that solid base. But- Other than, you know, just the generic giving it more attention, is there any tips or tricks for people out there to not get to see? That you, you, you would be able to say? Um, uh, like anything specific, like, hey, when they say make the discussion post, you have to make the discussion post. That, that's for one of my classes. Not uh, this, but. No, the professor I had was very nice, very forgiving. This was also during a time of COVID. A large majority of my degree was in a time of COVID. Yeah. He was very forgiving and he wanted you to succeed. But at the end of the day, you need to be the one to put in the work. He's not putting in the work for you. So he can only take you so far. Class was not hard. Just read the textbook and understand the concept. You don't have the definition. You don't have. Yeah. You don't have the definition. He gives outside world examples. I believe he used to work for Verizon in the marketing department there. So he'd give lots of examples of him working in the real world and how this helps you in the real world. And I wish I would have listened to those stories a little bit longer, but unfortunately I did not. Okay. The last pre-professional course requirements here uh, listed is uh, OPMA 3306 <sighs> Operations Management. I am currently taking that class. Is it the same type of mold of the as the other management classes? No. No, it's different. Operations, you got to put it in. It sounds like you got to put it in practice. So it's all about restocking an inventory as a company. That sounds disgusting. It's not great. So like inventory on hand, raw materials, when you need to reorder stuff, what's the right place to do it? It's like all the math classes that I was talking about before and like management had a baby. It would be this class. Just a little cyclone of, uh, of angst. Of angst. Over any college student's life. I'm not a fan of the class. The class is up there on one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. Up right with accounting. Right with accounting. I'm not even joking. You haven't even gotten to the finance class. Haven't right? even gotten to the finance classes. It's um, all right. We're we're not having a we're not having a panic attack right now. This it's is fine. fine. We're, we're just fine. Sunshine and rainbows. We're just talking. We're just yeah, talking. Just, it's just talking. It's okay. But yeah, right up there with one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. You cannot miss a class. If you miss a class, you miss an entire chapter. And he does chapter not chapter per class. Yikes. Yeah. And the lectures and everything are not available outside of class. PowerPoints, stuff like that. 
So you need to make sure you are there and you take it seriously. All right. Take yeah. it seriously. Mean, I guess that's a general tip for all college. Take, yeah. Take, I mean, take, it, take it all seriously. Right. But, but like some you don't have to take as serious as others. And yeah. You prioritize. Just, it's all about priority. Just make sure you uh, dot your I's and cross your T's in that class and you'll be OK. And hit every decimal point if you're every in decimal point. Every decimal. Point. <laughs> Who would have thought 10 is a lot different than 100. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a look at the entire pre-professional course of the marketing major here. Uh, Reagan, you've been such a joy to have on the show. Thank you for coming in and talking about it. Yeah, of course. Um, Very impressive that you got the double major going on, both marketing and management. Although uh, there's a lot of management classes in Mm -hmm. marketing and not a lot of marketing classes in the pre-professional side of things. Yeah. I assume it would, uh, it it picks up later on in the professional side. So uh, college is pretty much divided into two sections, the pre-professional courses and then the professional courses. You take your professional courses in about like, the uh, the last year, the last three semesters, semesters mm-hmm. I'd give it, uh, you, you start taking those uh, 4,000 level ones that directly apply to your major. Mm-hmm. And by the, that time, you know all 12 people that are in the same, the, the <laughs> same boat as you. Yeah, especially what I really like about the marketing program here at UTA is that they have so many widespread marketing classes. And you do get the option, like if you look at your graduation plan, it says elective marketing 4,000 uh, 4, or higher. So you do get that freedom to be like, oh, if I want to go into social media marketing, I'll take that class. Or if I want logo design, I can take that class or something like that. Also, pro tip, I should have mentioned this earlier. You need an elective outside of marketing in your degree plan. Okay. What I did is I took communication graphics with George Weems. Weems. You had had professor. I've heard good things about uh, George Weems. He is an angel. Different professor. You get a free temporary subscription to all Adobe products. So if you want to test those out. Broadcast classes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to test those out, you totally can. He's an angel and he's worked in logo design and stuff like that. So he knows marketing sides of things. He knows the graphic designs of other things. So it's kind of like a perfect little baby class. Even though it's technically outside of marketing, it still relates to marketing if that's what you're into. Yep. Uh, had a Professor Roby for that class. Roby. Yep, he's he looks like Santa Claus, that he, but he dresses in Hawaiian shirts. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's he, like he has Texas a good vibe Santa. going on. Yeah, uh, he 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 was great too. Uh, but yeah, Professor Weems and Professor Roby, definitely mm-hmm. the two professors I've heard the the best things about yeah. for that class. But yeah, that's good. You know, getting the making sure that you build your schedule correctly is yeah. an, is an entirely different skill. Would you say that marketing uh, advising does a good job of of helping you with that? So specifically, I've had different advisors. I don't know if I just have a bad luck charm, but all the advisors I've had have either quit halfway through. Maybe you're the bad luck charm. Maybe I'm the bad luck charm. Um, But I've talked to about four or five different advisors, and they've all given me different plans. And so I've kind of taken the reins myself and done it myself. At UTA, she's hiring. She can. She can. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 seen it firsthand. Totally. She's, she's job shopping, career shopping. Oh yeah, but I've done it myself. All of the advisors I've had have been really nice, and they obviously want the best for you. But I'm super picky. Well, I'm. So I don't. I'll disagree with you there. I'd say the advisors want what's best for UTA. Oh, this is true. <laughs> they, they sell classes. This is true, but like uh, an old one I had, Celinda. Uh, yeah, Celinda Lopez, she was very sweet. She's unfortunately not here anymore, but she definitely wanted what's best for you. And she actually went to UTA through the marketing program. Okay. So she kind of has an idea of what classes are hard, which are not. What do you really need? Um, she was an angel and she helped me with my accounting classes when I was taking those. 
awesome unfortunately she's not here well that's gonna do it for us here for in this edition of welcome to undergrad once again thank you for coming on reagan and uh thank you everyone out there listening uh Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to Welcome to Undergrad. 